never let them stop your grind And when it's time, don't ever let them stop your shine Why? Cause you work hard to get there When you get stuck, look up, don't just sit there There's haters regardless, just do what you do You ain't through till it's finished, man, that's what winners do Hey guys, and welcome back to Maddie Costanzo's podcast. So today's a super special one. I have my very first guest, and of course, it had to be none other than Tom Baker. So welcome, Tommy. What's going on, man? You excited? Yeah, pumped. I'm I love excited. This. All right. So for my listeners that don't know who Tommy is, can you please give us a brief background of who you are? Um. Yeah. Okay. So I'll just talk about. Um, I guess my career in sports, I guess. Um, so basically, grew up in Kiowa my whole life, um, played sports growing up, mainly rugby league, surfing, stuff like that. Um, got into the industry as a personal trainer at 17, um, or 16 and a half, I think, and then had a, uh, my own business at 17, just working for myself, nothing serious. And then, um, yeah, did a bit of traveling, been in the industry now for nearly... 10 years, um, and yeah, pretty much been in it ever since, like did a few little things, but been hardcore at it for like six years and yeah, achieved a few little things along the way. Yeah, cool. So probably let's start from the start. So you, what sports did you play like growing up? So everyone kind of knows. I uh, played 10 years of rugby league, um, surfed from, I think when I was, since I was 12, um, like touch, Oztag, um, heaps of that every year, um. And then just dabbled in little things like I uh, started boxing when I was 16, um, never fight, just just a lot of um, uh, sparring and, and, and technique yep. and did like one tennis comp once, um, <laughs> come second, I was all right, eh? um, and Did then you wear the sweatband? I did not wear the sweatbands. <laughs> uh, but yeah, mainly the, the only ones I did properly were I was all right at um, rugby league, uh, touch, Oztag and surfing. Yeah, cool. So obviously I've known you mainly for rugby league. So what was your position in rugby league and how, like, who did you play for? Did you go like high levels or yeah. like school and everything yeah. like that? Yeah, uh, so we played eight years at 5'8", then played one year at lock, one year at centre. Yeah, cool. um, I have no idea what that means, but. 5'8", who's 5'8", that you would know. Like. Are they the fast ones in the middle? What's that? Are they the fast ones in the middle? Nah, it's no. like the the ball players, the organisers. Anyway, oh, the doesn't MVP, matter. The MVP, that's why I can't make it. Was trying there. to think of who, who you, you <laughs> nah, know. That's all good. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I just played for Kaima Knights. Yeah. Represent. Um. And, uh. Yeah. I played like some South Coast, but never really made um the bigger levels. I was a really aggressive player, but I wasn't that big. Um. So, um. Didn't really. It's like the footy's going that way at the moment. There's like it's about three positions that are under six foot something, but um. Yeah, just just played local league. Um, got like like a heaps of you know melee matches in grand finals. Yeah, player of the year stuff like that, but never never like you know not not that next level. Yeah. So who was kind of your like idol growing up, and like are they still your favourite player now? Like, do you have new favourite players? Johnsy. Johnsy yeah. by so. far. Andrew Johns. Um, I was just obsessed. So ninety seven grand. I was born in ninety two. Ninety seven grand final. I was five years old, and uh, my a lot of my dad's family's from Newcastle. So yep. we had um, everyone over for our the 97 grand final against Manly. And um, I remember everyone going crazy for this red and blue team. This was nice. And I was like, oh, I love them. And then John Z, Paul Harrigan, um, like he's on the wall. Um, yeah. uh, Danny Badiris, like that, just such a good side. So um, I've gone for Knights ever since then. So John Z growing up now, like I'm so, heaps into it still. Like 
I don't know who my favourite is now. I, I just like certain players, like how they play the game. Like throughout the ages, like it's gone through like like Greg Bird heaps, like just the way they play, like um, like So aggressive. what about the way they play? Like, yeah. I like it, just the yeah. aggressive ones usually. The Johnsy was skillful. He was the yeah. most skillful I've ever seen. Um, Cam Smith's like the most, um, probably the smartest footy player in my opinion. Um, but yeah, but then I always like, you know, I always love like the Watmows, the the. Paul Gallons, the the Greg Birds, like that, um, kind of more aggr- aggressive type players. Yeah, cool. So it's like a lot of for a lot of NRLs, and this is like me when I first started. Is like NRL players, you just they just think they're big buff dudes that run each other for eighty minutes, and yeah. there's no real skill involved but passing a ball. But like, what are your opinions on when people say that? Like, is rugby league hard? Like, some you see that like I see the front rowers, and this is me yeah. in my own opinion. Like, they're on for eight minutes. Like for me, that's not an athlete. Like you got to be. On they're the not whole on game, for eight so, minutes, but you know. <laughs> Yeah. It's probably my, your opinion, it's like probably my opinion of soccer, yeah. like in yeah. terms of uh, not not opinion, sorry, knowledge base. Yeah, so the props they're just big boys. So as you know, in in fitness, like um, we, the more like muscle you have, and that that you have to you have to oxygenate all that muscle. Yeah. So obviously they're not going to have as good a gas tanks as the little guys, or like maybe not even the little guys anymore. They're all big, but um, like the outside backs and stuff. Um, the skill level's insane. Like some of this, especially like the kickers, the stuff they can pull off, the vision, like. You got to think these guys are like um, some of them can run the hundred in like 11, 12, 13 seconds. Oh, that's not that fast. Yeah, Eleven seconds, yeah. um, and then their decision making is insane. Like they've got to hit hit short, hit long, go out the back. Like is someone shooting up? Do I chip it through? Like that. It's pretty high level, um, and it's definitely the toughest game in the world. I think. Like, have you ever watched those um, NFL players? Uh, there's like YouTube videos, and they watch NRL, and they're like, "What the hell is this? Like, there's no helmets, there's no pads. Yeah, like, yeah. they freak out about it." Yeah, so. yeah, because they got so much protection, and yeah. NRL players don't. Yeah, so okay, cool. That's good to know. That's something I didn't know, and probably a lot of people didn't. So when you stopped playing, I know I know the reason why, but I want everyone else to know the reason why. So you kind of had to pick. You were like, keep playing, and yeah. you suffered a few injuries, yeah. or like pursue like business and startup. So like, yeah. was that a hard decision to to quit? And then like, yeah. why exactly? did you have to stop yeah so i love um love league i still do but um yeah so when i was like 16 i think i broke my thumb had a bolt put through it operation all that um in rep trials and then uh the next year came back um i don't think i got injured that year then the following year uh i played uh, 18s and then i backed up for reserve grade as well um and then like just big fella put his elbow across me collarbone and broke the collarbone um and I think I might have dislocated my jaw as well that game in the same tackle slightly. And um, and then, yeah, so from there, like, I was, like, I remember just going far out. Like, how am I supposed to work? Because I was always kind of, like, think, like, a little bit entrepreneurial. I don't know. Like, yeah. I don't but you know, were a PT or studying a PT I was studying then. to yeah. be, yeah. And yeah. so I was just like, all right, let's just go all in on that. Yeah. And me being me, so competitive. I didn't watch a game of for Climber Knights for like I think three years or four years I didn't not one game because I went yeah. to I went to one sorry and I was just like lost I couldn't I, I, I wanted like you want to help like you know what I mean even if you can or can't like you want to help that bad like you want to be out there so yeah. I kind of like isolated myself I didn't watch much NRL for like three years as well but now I'm back to being obsessed because yeah. I've got over that do you want to get back on the field put the boots I back would on? but yeah. uh, I get smashed the boys are being smart yeah, like the, the boys are just so good now. Like, I don't know if you, I think it's like what you're used to, you know, like I don't find it too weird getting punched in the face in boxing or that because you're conditioned to it or like, um, I don't find it weird to get, you know, do, do crazy workouts. Like, but if I was to get bashed by these blokes all the time, like big hits and that, like, yeah, they're just on another level, I think. Eh? Yeah. So, yeah, cool. Res- so 
Pretty much. So obviously you chose to stop playing and then you kind of pursued PT. So you were so young and you started your own business. What yep. was probably the hardest thing about being 16, 17 and realising that you're your own boss? If you don't work, you don't make money. And Yeah, two things. Um, one, people taking you seriously at 17. So I was like a little kid really um, yeah. trying to tell people like, listen to me. Yep. Um, that one and partying probably. Yeah. Like I was, I was like 17, 18, 19, even like that's your prime partying days. Yeah. And, um, and like, and, and I think if you're busier, you would be, you know, more focused, but like, uh, like when you start out a business, like I tell, told you the millions of times, like I'd have one at 6am, one at 10am, one at 5pm. That's it. Yeah. So like gaps. I have all these gaps and then like the next day I might not have any. Yeah. And then the next, next day I might have one. So like I kind of could like go out and party, um, and like um it wouldn't matter so to speak like i wouldn't be hung over in that like yeah um because you know you're only doing one at five o'clock in the hour it's fine or oh not only that like i lost my license when i was uh 17 i think um just just going like 10 k's over or whatever yeah. um on your pizza and so i couldn't drive for three months so like i was going out like every night kind of thing so it was, it was hard being a trying to run your own business at that age. Like it wasn't very still be social and still wasn't very successful, yeah, like yeah. to be honest, like it was, but like I didn't lose money. Like I made money but uh, I wasn't that taking it that seriously and that's like I went to Thailand yeah. and lived over there for a little bit and um, but that was all training when I got over there. That was no party in there. It was just insane. But um, yeah, so 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 definitely just getting taken seriously and um, trying to juggle being an eighteen year old with a business, seventeen year old. Yeah, cool. So I know you told me this, but uh, for everyone out there, Tommy's worked at one of the best gyms in Sydney, in Coogee Titan, and you travelled from Kiama. You still work down here in PT, yeah. and you used to get up heaps early, drive all the way up there. I think you said you used to like sleep in your car sometimes and stuff. So how yeah. how was that? Like how was putting in the extra? Because you you probably didn't have to do that. You didn't have to yeah. drive to Sydney yeah. and work at this gym. You could have just worked at a gym in the Illawarra, but yeah. why? that gym and what drove you to to do that for so long um yeah so when i think it was four years ago now or three years ago i was booked out in kaima and i kind of thought um like what's a good challenge so i was like all right well if sydney people get all these opportunities like i reckon like we should we're just as good like or, or are we as good like i wanted to find out so i went out there and i went to titan i think i went i don't know why i picked oh i think i went to titan because i had a friend working there and I'd seen it before and it was like four levels. I had like heaps of yeah, it's like massive gym. actors. Yeah. I had like heaps of footy players went there. Um, uh, why else did I go? Uh, Moody was there and I just seen a few people like there and I was like, this is a cool gym. And then went up there for the interview, got uh, met Siona. I think or Tina might have interviewed me. One of them did anyway. We got the job. Um, there was like 17 trainers there. But yeah, I'd get up at like 3.30 a.m., 3 a.m. Um, dr- drive there. Yeah, drive there. Um, do like I don't know what hours, 14 hour days, whatever. Um, then on the Thursday, drive back to Chelsea's at, um, in Helensburg, Maddie's sister, and um, stay there at, oh, I don't know, nine o'clock, get up again at four, go again. And then that, that Arvo, the Friday Arvo, get home at like nine at night or something. Like I didn't, yeah, did, didn't need to do it, but I wanted to challenge myself. Um, and with that, like um, I got there and I didn't know anyone, so you have to start again. So whatever reputation you've built on the South Coast and the Kaimara region, you have to start again. And I went on up there and I was like, righty, well, I, I know that I'm a really good trainer. I'm going to base that off. Um, once they try it, they'll love it. So I gave yeah. out free PTs for two days. Okay, and yeah. then the next week I was booked. 
like I was I wasn't booked out, but I had I think you had clients. I think I had like seven people take me up on it and eight the next day. Yep. And out of those I got six and seven. So what nearly six. every single one except one on Success both days. High. Yeah. yeah. Um so my theory worked and from there like I loved it up. I, I told the owner Mets it was only gonna be a year, but man, he was that good to me. Like he they're just high level up there in terms of like um their marketing and they, you know, every day I was up there, they put a video camera on me and, and created content for, for me, like, and yeah. for them as well. But, um, yeah, Mets did a lot for me. He was good. So. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, I met Mets and he's lovely. Yeah. So, uh, so pretty much like you've been, like you said, a trainer for nearly 10 years now. For anyone that's listening that's maybe just getting into the fitness industry as a PT, like what's your number one bit of advice for new PTs or someone that maybe is looking that they've been a PT and maybe they're struggling, they're thinking they're going to give it up and yeah. they don't want to, like what can you t- kind of um, give to them? Find a, find a really good trainer. Um, there's a few ways to do it. Tom there's, Baker. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't use me. Um, there's a few ways you can do it. Like, yeah, one would be find a good trainer and either A, pay for them to train you because yep. really you're killing two birds with one stone there. You're getting paid uh, you're you're um getting trained. You're getting yeah. trained. Yeah, smart. But then you're 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 um consuming everything they did. It's like when I went to Thailand, like I I, I learned how to hold pads in Muay Thai when I got back, basically from just learning all these different combos, different techniques. Like I did, I went there for fun to just to train, but I didn't realize what it would do for my career. Yeah. Um. So I went learn off you know the ties for Muay Thai, boxing guys for boxing. Um. um yeah. So I'd say definitely hire a trainer or. This one like is really big lately, and it's kind of irritating. Is like offer to like ask them if you can shadow them and like do it for free. Like I've had some people before like saying like or like you know like they want can you give me this? Can you do this? It's like well just go in learn off the person first before you ask for everything. Like yeah. Um. But yeah, I would, and I'll just pick like three or four maybe PTs. Like if you learn off everything off one person, you know I have my faults and you have your faults and we have our strengths. So whatever you and it's like, you know, like in soccer or in boxing or in footy, whatever, right, you, you take the good and the bad. Yeah. So they might love, you know, that I um, can connect with all my clients, but they might hate that I'm too hard on them. Or like, do you know what I mean? That you take yeah, the so good and the bad. Yeah, people, yeah, so take like three or four yeah. trainers. And, and then just just um, be patient, though. It takes a long time. Like I just talked about how um, I sucked, basically, for the first few years. Like I was, I was a good trainer, but um, I didn't know about marketing. I didn't have social media really back then. Um, I didn't uh, apply myself. Like, so yeah, just be patient and figure out if you really want it as well. Yeah. And I think just to add to that, uh, something that I've learned is uh, finding your niche. So you found your niche really early. Like you liked obviously your, your rugby and your boxing and stuff. And so yeah. then you went over to Thailand to kind of yeah. um, refine that niche and like learn yeah. for yourself. Like you said, killing two birds with one stone, you train, but you learn. So what was probably the biggest thing about going over to Thailand? And I know it was a one-way ticket. So yeah. why'd you do that? Um, I don't know, to be honest, why I did it. I, I, I just love training. And I heard they were training like six hours a day, ice baths, like good food, all this stuff. And I was like, oh, sign me up. Yeah. Um, so I went there and um, yeah, it was epic. It was one, I did a one-way ticket, yeah. And then I found out you had to do like seven-hour visa run. And I was like, oh, stuff that was coming. So I did, I, you have to do them uh, every month. You have to do that. Yeah. I've, I've been there two times since and, and did a seven-week one once where I did do the visa run and, and it was as bad as I thought. Just in a car and then you get on this dodgy boat. Yeah. Some guy with a peg leg come and stamp my passport was like in Laos was like, yeah, go for it, man. And then like, it was just dodgy anyway. But yeah, so the reason I went, I just, I don't know, I love training. It was epic. Yeah, cool. So that's awesome. Um, so pretty much now that you, we've talked a bit more about like your, your work and stuff, 
Tom's really knowledgeable in actually refining little things. So like muscle growth, like cows, like training and stuff. So a lot of people always, this is probably the biggest question you've ever get asked, but a lot of people do is like, how do you build muscle? Like tell us how it happens. Like what, what can you tell your clients? Yeah. So depending on who you are, um, if you're like, there's, I don't know the technical terms, but like newbie gains and stuff like that. So basically if you've never trained weights before, Yep. Um, you're gonna you're gonna be able to gain a lot more muscle now. Someone like myself that's trained for eleven years, I think twelve years, or actually maybe even more since I was like thirteen. But uh, it's gonna be a lot harder because you, your muscles adapt and you, and you get used to that. But basically, for anyone listening that wants to gain muscle, some principles to think about is um, make sure your rep range is between it's it is pretty flexible but six to maybe 15 reps if you a lot of um, misconceptions is that you need to go as heavy as possible and lift like one rep or two reps that's, that's injuries happen. yeah that's yeah. all power and strength yeah. anyway it's not really hypertrophy so it's, it's not gaining muscle um so yeah keep your rep range between like six to 15 make sure your, your muscles under under tension for anywhere between 20 to 40 seconds um you can go slightly longer but that just is like a way of, you know, not going five reps as quick as you can or six as quick as you can, like going like a two down, one up type tempo. It's just a controlled variable. Yeah, yeah so you got slowing, slowing down that eccentric contraction. Um, make sure you're in a calorie surplus. You don't have to be, but when what you'll find is when, you, when you're eating a lot of good nutritious food um, and you're in a calorie surplus, then you have more energy. So it's like basically it's just an energy thing where you have more energy, therefore you're going to lift more weight. Therefore, you're going to have a bigger output and you're going to yield more muscle. Uh, also, with like more protein, you know, everyth- everything in our body is made up of yes. protein. So how much protein should we have every day? Like, um, guys, yeah, some basic, some numbers basically is a guy, um, you just double your body weight. So if I'm uh, 80 kilos, so it would be one gram of protein per kilo. one kilo of okay, body weight. Cool. Yeah. So if I'm 80 kilos, I need to do roughly 160 grams a day. Yeah. Um, that's like anywhere between two to five grams. And uh, for females, it's anywhere between like one to three. Cool. So everyone listening to this now should be able to build muscle. Yeah. yeah, the other thing I will say is um, uh, frequency as well. Like try to hit the muscle group. It depends what level you're at. Obviously, if you've never done anything, yeah, you're going to get gains anyway. Yeah. But yeah, if you're a high level trainer, try to hit that muscle group two to three times a week. Cool. That's awesome knowledge. All right. And now because you're training so much and we're building muscle and you're probably going to, everyone's going to be probably pretty sore. Like what are your best recovery tips? Uh, recovery tips. So... Well, the best one I can give is sleep. Yeah. <laughs> That's when we release sleep. all the hormones, like growth hormone and stuff. Uh, if you don't get sufficient sleep, they've actually done a lot of studies on um, if you get under seven hours sleep, you're like, I think it was 40% more likely to get injured the next day. Like it was crazy. Yeah. It was a Joe Rogan one with the sleep guy. Yeah. I don't know his name, but yeah, listen to crazy. that one. That one's really good. Um, so yeah, probably sleep, um, sufficient protein, which we just talked about. Yep. Um, and depending on the training, like there is some, some trains of thought to think that you shouldn't do ice baths after training because we're trying to flood the body with as much blood as possible and trying to get as much like, um, to help repair nutrients to the muscles. Um, but if, but then if you're talking about recovery from like a game, like footy and that or soccer and you've got inflammation in the body. Um, then my best recovery tip is ice baths. Yeah, cool. Like I think they're so good. Yeah, and now I know you're big on, uh, depending obviously sometimes, but you 
go to the sauna a fair bit or you used to and um yeah. you taught me a lot about what actually saunas do to us and stuff so uh yeah. they're becoming popular now you see every second mm. person doing infrared or saunas yeah. and a lot of people kind of go why so do you want to yeah. fill everyone in on why yeah so basically if you can there's a lady called uh, dr Rhonda patrick and her instagram's name is found my fitness and she talks about like heat shock proteins and cold shock proteins and, and a lot of different stuff. But like the, the, t- the biggest take home from that lady in the podcast is um, when you sit in a sauna and you have high levels of um, uh, high frequency, sorry, of, of um, sauna exposure, then um, you actually heightens your growth hormone levels. And we know that growth hormone is responsible for building muscle um, and repairing yeah. ligaments, tendons. So it can be, again, like a recovery mechanism, but... Yeah, it just blew me away about the um, – it will also, like, you know, get rid of Benefits toxins and stuff yeah. as well if you wipe it wipe the, off with a towel. But, yeah, the big take-home I took home was, like, that that, that growth hormone release, hey? Yeah, well, that's, yeah, when, I remember when Tommy told me that. I was like, oh, I'm getting into we got to live yeah, in the sauna. Yeah. <laughs> I had to go build some muscle. So, yeah. yeah. No, that's an awesome one. And a lot of people, yeah, like I said, it's becoming popular. So, But people don't actually understand why. They just think – sitting in a sauna they saw the instagram model do it so i'm gonna do <laughs> yeah. it but now they have the knowledge as to why well, it's so. interesting because bodybuilders used to do it all the time but yep. bodybuilding is kind of like fishing like you don't tell your secrets yeah so okay. everyone used to wonder and like i know like even timmy was like um said to me he goes oh that's why gethin does it all the time and then like literally the next day after i told him that gethin did like a post about it yeah okay. exactly what i just what said so said. yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's good. Cool. Yeah, Tommy and I, we love like to just, as you guys know that listening to my podcast for a little while is we always just want to fill people in with knowledge. Like people see other people doing things, but they don't know the why. And so it's good yeah. that like if you follow Tommy on Instagram, he will give you a billion one reasons why to do things or not to do things, um, but also to try things for yourself. So that's pretty awesome. But the biggest question with recovery is do you still have beers with the boys? <laughs> or you yeah, not? it's all about balance, you know. <laughs> no, so yeah. Yeah, I'm a weirdo. Like... Um, <laughs> Sometimes if I, like, you know, we have a really hard session, like I'm not superstitious, I'm I'm really in tune with my body. So like the night before I will not have a beer or uh, if I've got a podcast, like I won't have a beer, like if I I don't want to be sluggish or if I've got to talk or, but um, yeah, I think it's, I love having a beer with the boys, like, especially when I'm I'm hanging around the footy boys a lot this year and it's kind of fun, you know, just um, time to switch off. Yeah, like it's just, I don't know, it's nothing wrong with beer as long as you're not using using it as an ex- escape, you know. Yeah. If you know why you're having it, like just, you know, just to relax and watch the footy and just tune out, like that's fine. But if you think it's going to make you a lot happier and cl- like we know it's a depressant, so it's yeah. not, that's not going <laughs> yeah, to work. So Tommy's really good at talking about um, – like I know you've suffered a little bit of like mental health and you deal with that every day and like you would say to me a beer is like a band-aid problem to things mm. and you kind of things you got to like yeah. confront things so um do you want to give us like a little bit of a rundown with how you deal with like your mental health stuff going to obviously as deep as you like yeah. and um some strategies of what you do that aren't band-aid problems like beer or going out and partying or like yeah. you know things like that so yeah so um yeah so basically um Long story short, lost seven kilos about four years ago. Went to the doctor. I was like, I'm lacking in a vitamin, surely. Like, what's going on? Um, this is a really long story short. But um, <laughs> basically diagnosed me with um, anxiety and bipolar. Okay. And then I was like, oh, okay, um, sweet. And then left. Didn't really do anything about it. Had those uh, mental health plans, psychologists and that. Um, I think that was actually when I was traveling to Coogee and that. And I, I just couldn't get in. Like, it was an excuse, but yeah. I just didn't make the time for it. Yeah. Uh, I was like, no, I can't do it, can't do it. And um, anyway, um, 
the anxiety got extreme like um when i lost that weight because of the challenge and that and like i was waking up nightmares like knocked myself out blood everywhere like maddie's freaking out going what's going on here chipped my tooth like had heaps of crazy stories on anxiety um and then the bipolar thing like only recently like been seeing a psychologist about it and um um it's it's just the best the best we were talking about this the other day eh? the best way she's helped me is to make me feel normal like it's not to the way I explain to people, right, is like I have my thoughts in my head since I was a kid. You're, yeah. You've had yours, mum's had hers, Maddie's had her. Everyone in this world has had theirs, right? They only know their thoughts. So when like I would get on like crazy highs and I'd be like, I'm going to buy this, buy this, buy this. What? And then like I'm like, or I've got this idea, like, and then I'll tell Maddie, like my partner, and then she'll be like, um, like, oh, yeah, sounds good. Or she'll freak out about something. I'm like why don't you support me and like just freak and like it's so good to understand that like that no one's like really like that and when you when i do get in those highs like um she calls it the psychologist calls it like flipping the lid on your head so you you don't actually think like all your decision making skills go out the window and it's not an excuse at all but like um it's a reason of why you you can't it's like the bet i talked to you the other day the best way to describe it is like you know when you drive to somewhere and you don't remember how you got there yeah that's what it's like to have bipolar in to be in a high like yeah. in there it's like you kind of like do reckless things in terms of like you know like i've reached for gambling before and you like you know you have no 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 thought of like consequence so like you could you could spend a thousand bucks and go shit what do i just do like you know what i mean you don't even think about what just happened like yeah, just you just happens, come out of yeah. it and you're like whoa and like um we're you know like <laughs> we bought this podcast gear yeah <laughs> like just said look i'm doing it tomorrow <laughs> like and then we went there and they didn't have the gear that day. And I was like freaking out, like, fuck. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, so I'm like that with, with everything I do. So, but yeah, it's not, a, it's not a, um, a bad thing. It's just, it's just, you've got to manage it. So the way I manage it is um, training. So the lady told me that basically when I'm training, I'm just flogging myself. I'm not really thinking about anything. I'm just trying not to vomit. I'm trying to get through the workout. Um, so that's my form of meditation. Um, and she also said, and when I'm doing the cold water as well. So like, yeah, your, your senses are heightened. So all I'm thinking about is like hearing the water, feeling the water on me, yeah. um, stuff like that. So yeah, cold water if, you de- if you're dealing with anxiety, stress and that, um, and training you hard, yeah. Yeah, so your advice probably, because like, I know, it's like we were saying the other day, um, it's become more common for, especially because you're a male, to start talking out and, yeah. and actually expressing like what you're feeling and what you're thinking. And so if there's like someone, a male listening to this, now, I know females too, but let's keep it to males because um, the topic. And what advice would you like give to them? Like, would you say like it's okay to talk? Like, yeah. you know, like just because you're a boy, like it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Like, what can you tell them that from your experience? Yeah, there's heaps of little things like um, A, be, be aware of what's happening. So like if you're sad, like look, I think a lot of people accept a lot of things sometimes like, um if you're sad like okay did you you know have pizza and beer last night and that made you tired therefore you skipped the workout therefore you feel sadder or if you feel happy did you you know did you um hang out with your family did you jump in the ocean did you get some sun some vitamin d did you so i think like being aware of your thoughts and what triggered it that's a big one for me um the other thing is like um thinking about like your choices and your habits are they healthy like um is gambling I'm, I'm by the way these are just like for me just because yeah yeah, yeah like fine, uh yeah. is gambling was gambling good for me no was is alcohol good like i still have a beer with the boys but you know every you night yeah, every night no way like for sure no it's a depressant um and just yeah just like 
if you are like struggling, it can be hard to message someone. I think what I've found with like my mates and and people like that I've talked to is like it organically comes up. So if you put two blokes in a room together and say, all right, talk, nothing. It's going to be the most awkward, weirdest (laughs) shit of all time. Like, and I know from experience. um, But like if if you're like, if you are struggling blokes, like just just like message a mate or you want to go go coffee or you want to go for a walk or you want to go for a surf or you want to go to the gym, whatever yeah, it is it that you like. Up. And then it comes up naturally. Yeah. Like, oh man, I've been struggling every day. And then they look at you weird usually because we're guys and we yeah. suck at talking and they're like, Oh yeah, what do you mean? And then you also, the other thing guys <laughs> yeah. is pick your mates carefully. Like um, who you want to say that to. Cause I've got some mates that I love to death, but I can't talk to them about that stuff. Like there's certain mates that are better than others or, um, or even or ladies, like I, I use my sister a lot. I use you, Mads, yeah. uh, Nikki, um, stuff like that. Like you, you got to choose who you talk to. It's not it's not a, a conversation for everyone, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, you so kind of don't blame them if they can't help you. Because, well, don't blame them, yeah, but also don't yeah. don't put yourself out don't there expect, to a person that you yeah. don't think will listen. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> do you know that's, what I mean? Yeah, that's awesome advice. So um, we'll wrap things up. This has been a really good podcast. But anything that you want to kind of like share tell anyone about yourself like what like what is tom baker and what are you going to leave these guys with and if they so if they go follow your instagram now listen to your podcast tommy's about to have his podcast drop so definitely um jump on board with that Uh, but what can you give them so they can come see you or um yeah i just i just think people need to be a bit kinder eh? um i just think um you know whoever you are listening in your life you've struggled um you've been misinterpreted you've um, tried to do something good and people have, you know, given you backlash. Um, and I just think like everything's context. You never know what someone's going through. So, um, if, if, or or the other thing is like, it's not none of your business usually like 90% of the time, like just stay out of it or, or keep your opinions to yourself. I just think, yeah, just being nicer and, or even like, if you really got that big of an opinion, like, why don't you ask them? Like they'll talk to them. Yeah. Confront them. Like, yeah, because then they can say, oh no, I meant this. And you're like, oh shit i was about to say this to you like do you know what i mean like yeah. um i think people just need to find out you, you know well a the way i look at things is like none of my business but you know the people that do think it is part of their business like why don't you you know try to talk to them about why they did that and then offer like some help rather than going why'd you do that yeah, the, and the and, yeah, do you know what i mean yeah. like so I just, yeah i just think that people should be kinder to, to each other and um and if you are going to intervene like come out of a good place not out of a uh you know high horse place yeah. i call it yeah yeah that's probably my message i don't really have any messages if you do want to follow me on instagram or facebook guys everything i do is for you guys it's not for me um it takes a lot of time and effort and um i just pretty much want to give everyone what they want in terms of content so uh, if you ever like something just please leave a comment or dm me because it means the world to me and if you want to see something or you want to know something or you want any training advice or anything like that I actually don't take on any clients, so I can give you all of it for free in terms of like make a video about it, leave you information, anything like that. Um, just message me and I'm happy to create content for you. Yeah, cool. So thanks, Tommy. And we'll wrap no worries, the mate. podcast up there. That was pretty fun. Um, so yeah, like Tommy said, go follow him. Um, but for anyone else that wants to know more, send him a message. And thank you guys for listening. And we'll be back with another podcast soon. Never let them stop your grind And when it's time, don't ever let them stop your shine Why? Cause you work hard to get there When you get stuck, look up, don't just sit there There's haters regardless, just do what you do You ain't through till it's finished, man, that's what winners do